podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, and welcome to another episode of Post Conference Presser for Anfield Index and Anfield Index Pro. I'm your normal host, Dave Davis, coming to you from a wet and windy Edinburgh today. And holy shit balls, people. You can, well, I wouldn't be surprised if you've already seen it, already heard about it before you're actually listening to this, but. For Trent Alexander-Arnold, first up, to be calm, straight batting, talking in all the right manner, shall we say, Jurgen Klopp took a can of petrol to the VAR bonfire. You may or may not like what he said. I know which camp I fall into distinctly, but he didn't leave anything on the table, put it that way. So, ladies and gents, we'll go through the normal. We'll talk about what Trent said. We'll talk about what Jurgen said. We'll look back Saturday in the Spurs game, any clues or who could have played their way in and out by its nature. We'll talk about Union SG, and I'm going to call them Union SG rather than getting the name wrong repeatedly. And then we'll talk about predicted formation, lineups, score and scorers like we normally did. So let's look through Trent first of all. So, you know, pretty much pretty much people tell us a sign he's going to start. I would probably agree, but Let's look at the questions. Let's look at what he answered. A nice straight bow. First one, you knew it was coming. How do you feel about it as a group, the decision, what happened? He said, we spoke about things, but we focus on the game tomorrow now. There's nothing we can do around what's happened and what's gone on. It's passed and we've just got to focus on this competition. Nice, easy answer straight off the bat with a little bit of what someone said with what's happened. He a nice little answer of why, what's happened. Trying to bring a bit of humour to a tense atmosphere, but Christ, we'll get to Klopp soon enough. So anyway, with Trent, asked, and a fair question to ask now, I think, even if it's a difficult one, difficult to answer, do players now have a sort of a trust issue with VAR? I wouldn't say they have trust issues. Decisions are decisions. Sometimes they're with you, sometimes they're against you. It's very disappointing and frustrating, but there's nothing we can do now. The game's gone. We've got to move forward. VAR's in place. We can't control that. So we've got to put our trust in officials that use it and hope they get it right. And sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. Christ, talk about your political party broadcast. But that's not a dig. That is the right thing to do. Neutral language. Not committing either way by trend. A proper captain's answer, I'd say, just... Let's just focus on this game and what's coming. There's nothing we can do. So I like that. Then a good question asked about, you know, what's it done that 
the season, the spirit and mentality. It seems to be that Liverpool are ahead. You know, how do you instill that in new signings? A great question, a great little way to change topic, as it were, as well. So those players who've here, they've won everything and experienced all these things and they know what it takes and what's demanded. So when new and young players come in, we demand that from them to show them, and we can show them, sorry, what it takes to be successful. Everyone's brought into it and it's an exciting time. Saturday, we're proud of what we've done and we could have easily come away with it with a point. I like this. I like this. That literally, we know we've talked about it, new people in leadership roles, a wholesale change in midfield. Not not new topics, but important that, you know, these things just do get reiterated, that they really are embedded within the club, that people taking on those leadership elements, you know, the new signings coming in and doing so well. The positive vibes that way, probably a modern phrase, but right to give it, should not be ignored. So I like that one as well. Also asked about, you know, how they come together amongst other things. There was a few sort of things. I asked about the first defeat in 20 games. As players, we don't really concern ourselves with that. But essentially, if you look through Trent's answers, if you want to watch it back, it was a nice straight back to it all. Nice and calmed, nice and relaxed. Very impressive performance. And then in came Jurgen Klopp. And that's not to say he wasn't impressive. I don't want to, you know, subtitle it as that. But his opinions, his thoughts, he threw a big crate of petrol on this bonfire. And I'm sure you're probably hearing it now if you've not already. But the question was about, you know, you you were dignified in the way you conducted yourself and like, how are you feeling now you've heard the audio? And this went on for some time, people. So get ready, grab yourself a brew as you're listening to this and probably watch it as we always say, if you haven't already, but my, my. He said the audio didn't change it at all. Weren't interested in why it happened as we knew and we saw the outcome. We scored and it didn't count. We weren't waiting for the audio. What I want to say, it is important, not for us, but for football, is that it's dealt with in a proper way and mean all the people involved. They didn't do that on purpose. Yes, it was an obvious mistake, and I think there would have been solutions for it, which he came on to. Afterwards, get ready. I think some people don't want me to say much, but not as a manager of Liverpool so much, more of a football person. The only outcome should be a replay. That's how it is. It probably won't happen, though. The argument will be, if we open that gate, then everyone will ask for it. I think the situation is that unprecedented, and it didn't happen before. I'm 56 years old, but something like that never happened to me. It goes on, people. That's why I think the replay would be the right thing. Or the referee has the opportunity to bring both coaches together and say, sorry, I made a mistake, but yes, we can sort it. And what makes it more special is we conceded two minutes afterwards. And if the goal would have counted, would have started the centre and not from back where it was, all these kind of things. That's my view. I'm not angry with anyone, but with the four human beings, we shouldn't go for them. They made a mistake and they felt horrible at night. That's enough for me. I think discuss it on a normal basis without emotions, but I'm here to prepare for a difficult game. Oh, it goes on. 
What made this difficult was all the other decisions like Curtis Jones, which I think wasn't a red card, and the ref sees a frozen picture. And I'd have given a red card for this and the slow motion as well. The FA say it's not a clear and obvious mistake, but the mistake is showing a frozen picture and the slow motion. That's it. A lot of other things you won't get. And for instance, Diogo Jota got two yellow cards for not touching a player. I've never seen that before. That's unprecedented. Or once for not touching a player, I should say. But I saw a wonderful team fighting against all odds. That's what we take out of it. We didn't get the points, but the rest we use. We are not, or I'm not, out of this from a position of anger. In the in the quiet words of John the Baptist, motherfucker, this is going to take some analysis, isn't it, in simple terms. So let's get into it, people. The replay. I disagree with Jürgen strongly here on this. And I think there's a lot of people will. And I think, if you know, try not to be tribalistic, but all the digs this week have been about, oh, look, we'll ask you for a replay. And we've been saying, like, there's nowhere clearly we've asked for a replay. We've talked about, you know, what the impact this needs to have about football, all those types of things. Jurgen Klopp's changed that. So I disagree with what he says there. The thing I agree with, and there is a few things about their common sense. Yeah, that should be the thing to make it a goal against the laws, whatever it is. Yes, to speak to both managers. That seems all logical for me. I know people will argue that at the same time, but I'm on board with that as well. Bring them together, as he said. Not angry with anyone he talks about. We shouldn't go for the four officials. It's not about going for them and victimise them, but I'm getting tired of all this thing saying apology is enough. It's clearly not. This keeps happening, as in mistakes. Yes, this is unprecedented, which makes it even worse, but why are we accepting a sorry? I mean, one of the officials was even involved with Chelsea Fulham is just like they're that blind to like the optics of this, the PGMOL type of thing. And let's be honest, they were almost forced into releasing this audio. So, no, I, I don't agree with that in, in that sense. There's some serious questions need to be asked to these people. And these people oh, don't go out saying fire and all that. Like, in what walk of life is severe incompetence never met with something severe? Outcome-wise, I just don't get all this. And I didn't agree with a lot of what Jürgen said there. I had to be honest, but you'll all take it differently. Don't come at me. I'm not interested. We'll all have our takes. He was also asked about, you know, is it a watershed moment with VR managers? You know, when maybe they're coming together to discuss these things. He, he was honest about this. Said, we, we're not going to discuss this in public. The world is not ready for that. So if I say now managers are, are at the table, you know, they're, they're doing these things, the rest want to do it right, believe me. We've spoken about this for ages as well, the wording clear and obvious. It's not right. The wording should be about right or wrong. We speak about that so often. It's a massive institution, and they, and believe it or not, they all want to put it right. These things shouldn't happen. Other mistakes shouldn't happen, but they happen. So we learn from it. We find a solution of how to deal with it. That's how it is. It's not just improving the situation, though. We rushed it, and we see now it's a quick decision, but the wrong decision. Things need however much time they need. I'm not sure more players and more managers involved is necessary. The issues are obvious, so try and create a situation these people can make their best decisions. 
In a situation like this, a real massive mistake with all people involved, then correct it in that moment and then give a replay. They don't, then if you're doing a replay, sorry, don't necessarily need to do it again in that game. And it's important, I've probably go through everything because it was naturally lengthy, but he would not commit to whether Liverpool will ask publicly or make that official request, I should say, for a replay. Jurgen Klopp would not commit on that, having sought counsel, shall we say, from Tony Barrett next to him. I agree with part of it. I disagree strongly with others. Like I agree that the clear and obvious, why can't I just be right or wrong? Why can't we just be making right or wrong decisions? When did a simple game get so complicated for the love of Christ, honestly? More manager and player interventions. I think we know what's wrong, essentially. Do we want to keep bringing that? I'm mixed on this because I do think church and state style, VAR needs to separate from referees. I do think a bit of erosion of Howard Webb's overall power and accountability for the PGMOL, all those things need to happen. So, yeah, I I love the manager with every fibre of my being, but I disagree with a lot of what he said today. I have to be honest at that. And it is important we go to the game. We know we talk about the the game. Christ, I mean, all those yellow and red cards, a 2-1 defeat, a last-minute own goal, playing with 10 men, playing with nine men. A Cody Gappo lovely swivel hit from a Virgil knockdown. Curtis Jones, straight red. Diogo Jota, two yellows equals a red. Three game bans, one game bans, one overturned, one can't be appealed. It had everything. And my overriding feeling, people, I really don't care what anyone else thinks about it a little bit for seeing the different things. You don't blame Joel Matip for one second. He was immense. He was absolutely immense in that game, was just exhausted. Things like this could happen to anyone. Liverpool were great. They were on top with 11 men. They clearly were. With 10 men, they were still having chances. They equalised with 10 men. And But for, you know, Basuma seeming to get everything against any Liverpool player, it could have been different even when Mo Salah, and we won't go too much into this. But that is still, it's been overanalyzed to death, the game for me. But, my overriding feeling is just a sense of pride. And this should be, this should be almost turning points too strong, but a pivotal moment, you hope, for us. This is the bit where it, use it as a siege mentality. Everyone is against you. Fans, teams, TV companies, clearly. PGMOL, even Stevie Wonder sees that. Everyone is against you. Use that siege mentality Whatever it takes, new players, players that have been there for a while, everyone should be drumming in, you know, drumming into this. They really should. There is so, so much to like about Saturday, aside from the refereeing decisions. Yeah. And then we talk about playing their way in and out. Maybe players suspended have played their way in for Thursday, but pretty much... Everyone on that pitch came away with some real credit, you know, for how they battled, how they fought, how they chased, harried, made stuff happen. I mean, the, probably the biggest disappointment for me is what a goal that was by Luis Diaz. What a pass by Mo Salah. Their link up, you know, it's, it's really coming together for me. It really is. It feels like Salah and Mane towards the end of Mane's time. It really does. But 
so much to like. And yeah, the only one I'd knock a little bit, and I think it's important to say, again, I don't really care anyone's take on this, Diogo Jota, the first one's a travesty. The second one is brain dead, Veronic. Yeah, you are on a yellow card. Gomez gives it in a tight situation, but he engineers a two-on-one against him into a silly situation. He loses it, and then it's rash. It's stupid, but the one thing your team couldn't afford to do is go another man down when you're on a yellow. And it was an easy decision. For me, it's probably the one he got right out of everything else, which was a disgrace, like... Curtis read Letter of the Law and all that, blah, blah, blah. It's not, but we're not going to get into that debate. But yeah, Jota, I just thought it was a bit foolish at best. I think that's important to say again as well. Talking about this team, Union SG and their threats. These are a fascinating team, you know. So Jonathan Northcroft came on our Media Matters and he's done an article, a brilliant one on them. They're very much data-driven, very much known as that Brentford mould, similar to, to Brighton, Paul Barber, that style, very much based on a data approach. Now, people may roll their eyes, you know, we're into, the, you know, we really value that and look at that AI here. They are top of the Belgium league. Yeah, six wins out of nine so far. And they're above some big boys there as well. They're non-fashionable. They're players as well. Again, almost like a Union Berlin style. They're really a bit unfashionable, like that top striker or their, their top forward, Dennis Ecker, who has five. You know, a sort of journeyman, a non-event in German football. There's there's Luxembourg players, there's a Gibraltar forward as well. These are an interesting team in that sense. Doesn't mean I don't think we'll, we'll beat them and beat them well. You know, I'm not saying that, but it will be interesting to see how they organise. Because one of the part of the article in the, the Sunday Times, I should mention, says they don't necessarily have always a, a set pattern of play, a set formation. They very much use that data and analysis based on who they're playing as well. So it will be interesting to see how exactly they set up in that regard. And talking about setting up and who will play, Liverpool's lineup is fascinating. I mean, we know Gakpo's out. Jurgen kind of confirmed that, but we already knew, didn't we, the injury that's come out. Who's going to play, more importantly? So I think there's some obvious ones. So you'll see Kelleher, you'll see Simicast, you'll see Quanta for me. It looks like you'll see Trent at right back naturally starting, but I don't think I'll play the full game. And I will suspect, in my prediction, Matip, Joel Matip will get an another chance and out in and he should get a warm round of applause from the Anfield crowd for me. So that's who I'll go. Trent, Matip, Kwanzaa, Simicast. Midfield, you've got to play Curtis Jones because his appeal was not overturned as we know so he can only play in Europe. So Curtis Jones nailed on starter. Looking at things as well, you don't want the Bosley and McAllis necessarily anywhere near this but they might have a bit of bench duty possibly. So Starting for me, I would go Endo as the six, Jones on the left, and personally, Harvey Elliott on the right. That would be mine. I think, I know some people are going to say Gravenberch, and I get that, but with Jones out for this league campaign, Gravenberch is the one for me that naturally comes in for him. I have to be honest on that. I know people will say, well, Endo, and then you shift McAllister, but I don't know. 
I think Grav's done enough recently. For me personally, to be the name for now. Endo's improving and could well force it in, but for Thursday for me, and players will be taking off on the hour and all this, Endo, Jones, Elliot. Which naturally brings us to the forward line, as it were. So you've got to play Jota, because he's suspended for Brighton. So he's going to start on the left for me. Ben Doak on the right. So it just leaves that middle option for me. And listen, Darwin would have come on, could have done a Newcastle-style madness, but he's not played a minute recently. I know there's been talk about a knock before, but it's just shy of a week on, isn't it? And he could have played 20 minutes, it looked like, give or take, against Spurs. He's not played a minute because of what happened, so I think you start him. And also, it's a great chance to get his confidence up. I do think as well, everything going to plan, you will see the changes rung, like Trent only getting an hour. Maybe, maybe grab on for half an hour. Zabozlai, McAllister, Mo shouldn't be anywhere near it, but I suspect he'll insist, as we know in that regard, or be an option. But it's probably more important just ahead of the Sunday Bright game as well to be smart about this. So we'll see. But that is who I predict Jurgen Klopp will name as his starting lineup. Scoring scorers, I am going for a 3 0 here to Liverpool. It'd be great. You know, just to, to get a nice conventional win, ring the changes, nothing major ahead of Sunday. And because he's going to start, for me, the big shagger himself, Darwin Nunes, to get the opener. That is my prediction. 3-0, Darwin Nunes to score. Ladies and gents, never, well, as always, never just take my word from it. What the press conference, I'm sure you've seen the clippings. Don't ever just believe, as we say, a 5-10 second thing for out of context. Listen to it fully, but... Maybe like me, there could well be a few things that you do not agree on with what Jurgen Klopp said. But that, ladies and gents, is another post-conference presser for Anfield Index. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.